this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Michael Teague. Mike T. grew up just outside Boston and enlisted in the U.S. Air Force in 1983, right after high school. While in the Air Force, he completed training as an EMT. When he was discharged, he began working for an ambulance company and trained as a paramedic. In 1993, he was hired by a large fire department in Northern California and worked there for 24 years until he received a disability retirement for PTSD. After being retired, Mike decided to go back to school where he earned two associate degrees in fire technology and psychology and completed a bachelor's degree in psychology in May of 2020 at Sacramento State University. Mike is currently enrolled in the Master of Psychology degree program with an emphasis in industrial and organizational psychology. Mike is currently the Senior Health and Safety Specialist at Heavenly Mountain Resort in Lake Tahoe, California, where he and his wife just bought a home. Mike recently earned his CSP certification, which is an impressive accomplishment. Hey, Michael, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Ted. Hey, thank you for being on Ted Speaks. We're really excited, both Barbara and I, to uh, chat with you today and uh, learn more about you and, and, and your path that you've been down recently, too. Yeah, Michael, I know we've um, chatted on the side here and you've had a crazy, I don't know, month and a half, two months. Can you just tell our listeners what's been going on? Uh, sure. Um, back in April, I took a job in uh, Lake Tahoe as a senior health and safety specialist at Heavenly Mountain Resort and uh, moved up here uh, in July and uh, about uh, six weeks after getting into my new house, uh, we had a wildfire. Um, it, it started, uh, back on August 14th. It's still burning right now. Luckily wow. we're not evacuated, 
evacuated anymore, but the fire burned um, close to 220,000 acres over the last six weeks. Wow. It got, it got within about a half mile of my house. Um, it got within about the same distance to the ski resort that I work at. And we've been spending the last five weeks preparing just in case the, the wildfire made it to the resort. And now they're, they've got about 73% of it controlled right now, but we're still having some issues. Now we're going through the whole mountain step-by-step um, step with an industrial hygienist to ensure that there's um, not contamination in our workspaces so that our people can go back to work safely. So it's been a pretty busy couple of weeks. Uh, normally, I have a manager that I work for, but just before the fire started, he went out on um, family leave for uh, the birth of his first child. So he hasn't been here all week oh, or all goodness. month, and I've been uh, the one making all the decisions. So you're you're putting out all the fires for the company. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's... The good thing is, is I spent 24 years as a firefighter, so I have a little bit of experience with dealing with fires. So it's... Uh, it, it's been useful. I was going to say that is part of your background, right? Can you kind of give our viewers a little bit about your background and leading into safety? Sure. I When I got out of high school, I went in the military. I was in the Air Force for four years. Uh, when I got out of the, the Air Force, I started working as an EMT and paramedic at a private ambulance service in California. Um, after doing that for about five years, I ended up getting hired um, by the fire fire department. Um, the fire department I worked for was in the Sacramento area. It's a rather large fire department, about 600 people. Wow. And I worked there, worked my way up uh, to a uh, company officer role. And then uh, at one point in 2008, um, I was asked to take on the role as the department safety officer. Um, that was in March of 2008. And I didn't really have any experience in safety there. I just needed a break from uh, running the calls that we were running at the time. And so I took the staff position there. We ended up uh, having two very significant incidents uh, within five days of each other. And in the process, um, almost killed 10 firefighters. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so... I started looking at, uh, when we did the investigations on those firefighters, I started looking at, like, why did we make the decisions we made here? I was, I was um, looking at, especially one of the, uh, the events where we had a fire uh, crew burned over in a wildland fire. And when I looked at the event and the decisions that were made, I was trying to figure out why this one fire captain made a decision that he made. This guy was probably 20 years experience, a very good firefighter, mm -hmm. and he just made a really bad decision and I couldn't figure it out. So that kind of led me down this path to start studying psychology and figure out all the different ways that we make mistakes when we're, um, when we're making decisions. So there's a uh, so I went after I retired from the fire department in 2017. I actually went back to school, got my uh, bachelor's degree in psychology, and I'm currently studying um, for a master's degree in industrial and organizational psychology at uh, Grand Canyon University. So it's been a really crazy ride. I learned a lot of learned a lot of stuff real quick. Yeah, I would say so. Just listening to um, your background and your story, I just think. 
It's amazing. And sometimes when you think of the journey life takes you on and how things kind of happen for a reason, I love the fact that, you know, you're educating yourself in psychology and kind of you explained the reason behind that. Also, the fact that, you know, you were a firefighter for so many years in that industry, then safety, then this new role you know, recently for you? And what are you dealing with? You know, like maybe you were put there for a reason to help people and lend that knowledge that you've obviously had for however many years. You know, do you ever kind of think about the way that your um, career has kind of traveled and why things happen and such? There's just been so much, you know, that the, the, the psychology and safety continues to like mesh into my brain that uh, I'm, I'm really amazed that uh, we don't do more in the um, safety realm talking about how we make decisions and in, in psychology uh, of the, that, because it really does affect us every day when we're out there, uh, you know, working with people and trying to figure out those things that, uh, that create, the environment that we work in. There's a lot of uh, psychology about how context uh, is what makes us uh, or drives our behavior. And when we look at that, you know, if we want people to comply with stuff, we need to uh, have that make it easy for them to make the right decision. And a lot of times I don't think that uh, we do that. Uh, my, my favorite example is, you know, why don't people wear PPE? Uh, when they're supposed to. And it's a lot of times when you go and talk to them, it's because the PPE is causing problems with them getting their work done. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they, they have to make a choice between getting the work done or doing the, or following the safety protocol. And in most cases, they're going to err on the side of getting the work done, not following the safety protocol. Uh, So we can use psychology to nudge people to do the things that uh, that we want them to do safety-wise. I would agree with you. I had a minor in psychology, and I tell you, it, that's probably the most valuable part of my education that I had coming out of, out of school was learning how to work with people um, and looking at things from different standpoint. Uh, I agree with you. I think more safety professionals really need to learn that that aspect of people, uh, kind of learning the why and, and why is this thing. Like your example was really good, you know, the PPE. How many times do we come upon somebody saying, well, why don't you have your safety glasses on? Well, because they're fogging up. Exactly. <laughs> is that creating more of a hazard? Absolutely. If you can't see what you're doing, that's <laughs> you know, not, not <laughs> a good thing, right? But but yeah. looking at it, maybe there's a, there's a why behind that. And, and I see you've probably found that. Go ahead. And we were, we were recently having a discussion, um, you know, our air quality has been really poor here. Uh, we actually had uh, AQI indexes above a thousand, you know, and anything over, you know, 150 is considered uh, unhealthy. Wow, that's scary. So yeah. um, we were talking about different ways we could still get the essential work done that we needed to get done. Uh, and one of our, our occupational um health nurse was saying, well, maybe we can use uh, a papper for these guys. And I stopped her right away and said, that's not going to work in the situation we're working. Cause I have, you know, our lift maintenance technicians who are climbing 60 foot lift towers and fall protection gear and putting them in a papper is going to cause a huge issue for them. Mm-hmm. Just reducing their PPE or their, excuse me, their peripheral vision and 
causing increased sweating and things like that. So we, a lot of times when we're looking at, you know, PPE choice, we, we have to think of how it's going to affect the person who's actually wearing it, not just, you know, hey, we need to do this because we need to protect them from this uh, thing. We need to actually do a full risk assessment and decide, is the PPE going to create a greater risk than uh, the risk we're trying to protect against? Yeah, and I know we talk a lot, um, it kind of goes hand in hand. We talk a lot about how communication is so important in really every industry, but safety especially. And then when you kind of fit in the psychology part, you know, when you're communicating, you have to kind of understand where a person's coming from. And when I listen to both of you talk about like PPE, I sit here and I think, how simple is it to like put on a pair of safety glasses or, you know, do what you need to do. But like you said, Michael, if the person you're working with just doesn't understand, like if that's not where they're at, they don't understand the why or that it's important to be proactive, knowing how to engage and explain that, um, you know, is very helpful. And so I can see where that background fits in perfectly with safety. Hey, Michael, for my curiosity, what's it like to work at a ski resort? I mean, that sounds like a, a, a pretty nice type job. Although you haven't really had a chance no. to. Actually, yeah, the first well, couple of months yeah. haven't been all that great. But So what, what no. do you expect it to be moving forward? Yeah, how, how's that? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the best part is, is especially at the job that I have, uh, my job is going to be, you know, in the wintertime, being out on the mountain and, and observing work as it's done and working with our uh, frontline staff to make sure that they're doing things uh, as safely as possible. So that, that includes me skiing a lot of days, which is uh, I'm really looking forward to. <laughs> uh, but pe- people don't understand all the stuff that goes on at a ski area. We have, uh, like I, I mentioned, fall protection. Uh, you know, all the lift uh, maintenance people have to be up on lift towers. And some of those conditions they're in, like if they have a problem, and it's snowing, uh, they're still climbing that lift tower to fix that problem. Right. Uh, we also have a, a lot of different confined spaces uh, that are on the mountain that we use as part of our snowmaking system. Um, we have a whole building maintenance um, team that does all the interior and exterior maintenance of our buildings. So they got fall protection problems and uh, confined space problems, plus, you know, hazardous materials that are involved in some of their work. So there's a lot going on behind the scenes that when you go out and you go skiing, you don't really see. Um, so it's been an interesting time. I, I've learned a lot uh, over the last few months, uh, spending time with our, our lift maintenance people, our snowmaking people, and um, trying to understand what their job is so I can help them uh, operate uh, safer. I think that that's a, a, a very key is understanding what they do first, right? It, and that's what we all need to do in, in safety as a safety professional, understand what the hazards are by understanding what the job is before we can go in there and tell them what to do. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. And for me, it's like, like a lot of the, the people that work here have been working in the ski industry for a long time. So they're truly the experts of what they do. And by most of the time, when we're talking about a job, I usually just sit back and listen to what they have to say because they're going to tell me things. And I, and I found this with, with safety, no matter where I go, is that if you just let people talk, they will tell you what's wrong. Uh, like you know, if you don't, if you're not judgmental, if you just, uh, you know, sit there and um, 
try to build a relationship with them instead of telling them how to do their job, you'll find out the things that are truly dangerous and you'll find out those things, places where safety is, uh, the corners get cut a little bit. So those are, that's kind of one of my big things. And it's, you know, it helps with that psychology degree to understand that, that relationship portion of it. One of the big things that I always say and, and try to do myself, I don't do perfectly, but uh, Stephen Covey once put it, to seek first, to underst- then to be understood. And I think that's so important um, in safety, like you're saying, because people are very prideful of what they're doing, right? And they know what they're doing. There's a reason why they're doing that, right? And so we just have to take a step back and try to learn. And a lot of times when they start telling us um, what they're doing and stuff like that, that somebody's listening, they're going to be part of the pro- the process, you know, moving forward. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. I, and I think that's, that's very true. I mean, you know, I'm never going to be an expert at uh, snowmaking. No? I mean, I, you don't I think know. so? <laughs> no, uh, no. How about fire uh, building? Know, <laughs> yeah, I, I might be able to do that. And, you know, and there, and there are things, you know, there, there's, like I'm pretty good at reading and interpreting an OSHA regulation, mm-hmm. but how that affects our people actually doing the work is right. is more in their realm than mine. The so I can tell approach, them, hey, right? this is Safety yeah, this is approach. how we're supposed to do it. What what do you guys see as the the problem with that? And so, as part of the the whole the company's whole thing, we have a. Um, you know, Vail Resorts is a fairly large company. It has uh, 37 different resorts spread over three, uh, three countries. Mm-hmm. And um, so we have best practice groups that develop all these working procedures. And there's a safety representative on each one of those groups to kind of help them make sure that they're meeting the compliance uh, along with getting the, the procedures in place to do the work properly. So it's, it's really been a good um, system here. Um, and you know, we still find things that are wrong. We still, you know, I still come across stuff where I look at it and go, why do we do it that way? And so, you know, you obviously, sometimes you just get the answer, Hey, we've always done it that way. Yeah. We've done it this way um, for 10, 15 years, Michael. I, yeah, I, I don't know what the it, problem it, is. Yeah, I've only lost three fingers. I'm, I've still got two more left. <laughs> yeah. And so we were always trying to, to improve our processes. Um, we, I, I like to tell people too is uh, you know if you're compliant with OSHA, you're you you know compliance starts with a C, so you get a C grade in safety if you're compliant with OSHA. I would agree. It's yes. uh, if you really want to be good at safety, compliance is the minimum, and we need to start looking at how to improve and how to learn from uh, what goes on in daily work. You can have a you can get a. A, from an audit on the OSHA side, right? And you're still going to get people hurt. So, I mean, that following OSHA is great, but it's just like you were saying, it's just the basis. It's, it's just the beginning. Right. Well, you know, Michael, I really um, appreciate you kind of explaining what the world at Heavenly Mountain Resort is like. Now, I know it hasn't started out too easy, but it, you know, you listen to Heavenly Mountain Resort in Lake Tahoe and you just think that's going to be. That sounds like relaxation (laughs) to me, Barb. So, um, you know, you've you've had your hands full and I know it will be a challenging job, but it sounds like a great fit for you. And I wish you a little more um, ease as (laughs) this goes by. And I hope everyone stays safe and everything yeah. with the fire. A, a couple, a couple months ago, when I first started here, I was riding up our gondola to the, <laughs> uh, to go to work and uh, uh, do some uh, um, 
work up at the top of the mountain. And I took a picture with my phone and uh, of, of Lake Tahoe because the gondola just has a beautiful view of it and uh, yeah. posted it on LinkedIn about my, uh, you know, the best part of my compute is the 2.4 mile gondola ride to the, <laughs> to the top. And uh, a lot of people uh, posted that they were jealous. <laughs> so it, yeah. it has been, it's been a great experience and, and I'm, uh, I'm excited to continue on with uh, my safety career here at, uh, in uh, Heavenly and really, uh, you know, even with all the craziness that has been the last uh, six weeks, it's it's still a great place to work and live. And, um, you know, hopefully uh, they'll finish getting this fire contained and we, we can uh, try to get back to somewhat some semblance of normalcy. Yeah. Uh, I, but, you know, we, we still got COVID, so I'm sure we're going to be abnormal for a while. Yeah, there's always something, isn't there? Well, Mike, I want to thank you so much for being on uh, TED Speaks today. Um, but as you know and are probably familiar with, that we always have a couple uh, fun jokes to add at the end here. Uh, as you know, I'm the positive safety coach, and we always want to keep things positive, like we were talking about earlier in this episode. So the question is, are you ready, Mike? Oh, I'm I'm always yeah. ready. <laughs> no one's really spent, ever ready. Spent twenty four, <laughs> spent twenty four years in the fire service, so you never you you the unexpected becomes expected <laughs> after a while. Well, speaking of that, we kind of have one that kind of goes a little bit with the fire department, maybe on a little bit. But here, here it goes. Okay. What did the flame say to his buddy after he fell in love? What did the flame say to his buddies after he fell in love? I have no idea. I found the perfect match. Uh, <laughs> oh God, okay. dad jokes. So, <laughs> what do you mean? Did you say did you say dad jokes or bad jokes? Dad, <laughs> dad, dad jokes. Dad oh, okay. with a D. <laughs> All right. So that was for your firefighting background. Now we have one here for your current heavenly resort job. How do you get a snowboarder off your porch? I have no idea. You pay him for the pizza. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> hey, Michael, we want to thank you for being on the show uh, today, uh, being part of TED Speaks. Um, the listeners that are listening, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can find me on uh, LinkedIn um, under Michael Teague. My last name spelled T-E-A-G-U-E. And um, that's probably the best place uh, to uh, if you want to talk. And I'm always willing to talk about what I do, and um, hey, we're always hiring here at um, at uh, Heavenly too. So if you if you want a job up in the mountains, uh, give me a call. Sounds beautiful. I think you're going to be getting a lot of yeah, phone calls. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Michael, for being on the show, and have a super safe day. Yeah, take care. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yep. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week. 